This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Luis Vega Trevino, a local artist who runs Luis Vega Trevino Artist as a company. Luis, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. You bet. Uh, Howie Nestel introduced us, yes. right? He said, yes. how do you know Howie anyway? So Howie, uh, through all the different uh, charity events I've, I've donated to for art, kind of, uh, it's basically what, it's been about 10, 12 years um, that I've known him with, I'm trying to think of the different corporations that we kind of, well, one of them was for the children's um, rehabilitation yeah. institute. Yeah, and then there was another one that had to do with the Jewish community center. Cool. And so, and then we know a lot of different people that have sold artwork too. I know so. he was excited to uh, introduce us, and I'm glad you made it on the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, I love the guy. He's, you know. All right, settle down. Yeah, <laughs> we had, we had that energy. He just he just has that energy. Like he, he just does. lifts you up, and he just. He's, and he's constantly going. He's always on social media, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. doing his thing. So I love it. All right, this is not the Howie show, okay? But <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's a great connection. Uh, we're also going to talk with George Saldana, the owner of Evenflow Home and Commercial Services. He's a master electrician. So there's four different divisions of your company. So yeah. HVAC, electrical, plumbing. Yeah, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, and generators. And then you're looking at also solar, right? Yes. Yeah, so we just signed a contract with Briggs & Stratton, so we're going to be one of their larger... Um, battery backup solutions dealer and tied with that is you need to have solar to recharge the battery so a lot of these solar companies out there that um they're way overpriced when it comes to solar and battery backup so we're about to open our solar division hasn't gone live yet but hopefully within the next 30 to 60 days our solar division will go live so we'll be the first service company in the state of texas to offer electrical plumbing hvac generators solar and battery backup solutions wow. all under one roof not have to sub it out so that's how we'll, we'll yeah that's how we will be able to cut costs for customers because at the end of the day we want to give the best quality service best customer service at affordable prices because things have gone outrageous in price they have and i think yeah, it's going to continue to get worse you know what i mean and when you run a company that's a pretty good size i know employment issues or something else we'll probably get into a little bit today but um, that kind of helps Yes, right, and, and so I'm really excited about what you've got going on, and to talk about it because you guys are growing fast and smart. Also, uh, let's see, in studio with us today, as always, is Heather Bain, a certified business coach, who's my business coach, who's brought, I mean, just amazing levels of clarity on issues that I've tried to tackle. She could turn a negative into a positive just like that, and we're like, <laughs> wow, I had no idea. And not only that, but my wife, she's kind of a marriage counselor as well. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, my well, well, I'm not trying to sell her services on the marriage counseling, right? But uh, Heather, it's always a pleasure to have you. Great to be here. I got a whole new job description now. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a marriage counselor, right? <laughs> I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring low-cost administrative and social media experts from outside the United States. This is how I built my company. I know it works. I'm a product of the service service or my service of the service. I don't really know. But uh, anyway, it works really, really well. So um, if anybody's interested in that, it's definitely good to have a 15-minute consultation with me to figure out how that can work for you. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you are a local business owner in the area, or maybe you want to drive and come to San Antonio and be on the show, you can reach out to our office at 210-960-8210. Or go to satalkradio.com to apply to be a guest on the show. I'd love to have you. I always like talking entrepreneurship. So, Heather, you were on vacation. You left me for a whole week. I was lost. What were you doing anyway? 
Um, we went and visited my sister up in Nantucket and just spent a week parenting in a different location, and it was very fun. <laughs> Did you actually disconnect from work, or were you still working? I was fairly disconnected. I, I kind of bunched everybody up. I did my coaching calls with a few clients on Monday and then pretty much logged off except for answering a few key emails throughout the week. So it was a nice, honestly, I thought it would be something where I was like really going to love being off, but I uh -uh. feel weirdly disconnected now. Yeah. Like I had a flow going and now I'm like, okay, I gotta get back, get back to my the... flow. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's, it was weird. Well, that's how it works for me. It's like, I don't like taking vacations. I'm not at that point right now where I relax on vacations. It's like, I want to work. I relax at home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like, I when love I know what everything I do. is done. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing too, is I have worked really hard and most of the people I interact with, we're all working to create a life. We don't need a vacation from. So it didn't feel like, oh, my gosh, I need this vacation. It was I'm excited to go spend time with my sister and uninterrupted time with my kids, which was a joy. But it's nice to be back and getting back in the swing of things. How do you disconnect, George? I mean, with 40 employees and your company's you growing quick. <laughs> so, but you, you, but you have to at some point, like even if it's a day, like I try and take Saturday where I'm not answering my phones, I'm not doing anything. Sometimes I'll cheat a little bit. But do you take a day out of the week where you really kind of – Sunday. Sunday. I recently got back in the church. Um, so Sunday is a family day. I try not to answer the phones. I have my phone on me because the way I look at it is right now, my, my, my company being a newer company, you know, we're only about five years old, so it's still a baby. It's an infant and I got to be there for them. And that's part of leadership. You got to be there for all my team. But most of the time my team is so well developed now that I've, I've noticed in the past year's time frame. I've had less and less calls on the weekend. They try not to bother me as much as That's possible. Good. So the time they do call me, it's because it is emergency situation. But most time they have it handled because my guys, I try to train that don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with a solution. Or de mm -hmm. definitely have the solution in your pocket ready yep. to go. And if you come to me, I, I, otherwise it's complaining. Yeah, exactly. You know yes. what I mean? I don't like that. But so what I have found is when it comes to taking a day where I can really maybe focus on other things like family stuff and trying not to – trying to disconnect as much as possible, like going to Schlitterbahn for half the day and then hanging out with wife, doing stuff around the house, whatever, to give myself that mental break, that bandwidth break, helps me plug back in mm -hmm. the next day. So I found that one day off works for me. What about you, Lewis? Do you unplug? I try my best to go bike riding at night mm -hmm. to kind of release any kind of stress. So okay. during the day, I'm just focused on work and spending studio time. But it's not all the time. There's times where I step out of the studio and get kind of, you know, calm down and then go back into the studio, close the door and just start focusing on the work. So. Love it. All right. Well, speaking of Lewis, let me introduce you first. Yes. Uh, first up on the show is Lewis Vega Trevino, who owns Lewis Vega Trevino Artist. Uh, you support local artists. I know you've been in the community a long time. You do some nonprofit and other stuff. But so let's back up from, let's start at the beginning here. How did you get involved in the whole artistry community I'm well, guessing you're an artist. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I guess many, many years ago, I actually worked for an architecture firm, but I was still on the side, still had studios around downtown, and I was always involved with the art community and trying to use my, I guess, influence back then, just doing uh, shows, small shows. I was connected with the Guadalupe Cultural Arts uh, back in the 90s, and then one thing led to another, and I quit the job. I, start, I, started a, I signed a contract with a carpet company, uh, in New York, and then I just started my own studio. And that was when I was like 28 years old. Now I'm 51, so it's been 
Still I've been young. doing it. Well, Very you know, young. I've been doing Jeez, it for a long you're like time. Like a baby almost. <laughs> well, you know, but it's a business for me. This art is not. Oh, it's not a hobby. It's not like, you know, it's a business. And so um, I've been pretty being in business this well, long. Yeah, let's break that down. What's the difference? I mean, Absolutely, because you always hear starving artists, and yeah. I feel like yeah. so many people, especially nowadays with TikTok and everything, they see, you know, they're doing their art and they're putting it out there, but it's probably not a business. So that's a good often. point, though. I remember I started this business when there was no social media there right. was no instagram there was no facebook and so i had to really go out there and hustle and go to different cities and you know getting galleries in florida getting galleries in dallas and new york and it was not it was all kind of hard to the mm -hmm. there's yeah. a grind there to it a grind there's yeah. a grind and so i could easily have given up years ago because mm -hmm. it wasn't giving me money right away and i had a family i had two daughters to support back then now they're grown up but um, it was difficult. It was very difficult. But I didn't give up. I stuck to this. What's a key factor in b the difference between being a starving artist and being successful? How do you make money at it? What's the deal there? Well, the thing is, is that you build up sort of like, an, be honest, you build up an inventory of this work. So if you don't have an inventory, then how do you bring in clients or uh, people that maybe have businesses like hotels or or law offices are like, we need artwork for our facility. Or a B&W dealership that I did back in the day in Fort Worth. Stuff like that where it just, you got to have inventory in So what studio. do you mean by inventory? You got to have a studio, which eventually I build up to a big studio. I have like an inventory of work. I have stuff that I can easily pull out. And this is back before you could have an iPhone. Yeah, to mm -hmm. take pictures. This is when no prints, no print, on, print this is on just demand. Like, yeah, yeah. So this is way back. I'm just saying how I started. Was the wheel invented? And <laughs> was it, I mean, how back but, are we going here? But, <laughs> let, but let me tell you though. Here's the thing. I, I now. I, I mean, I make all my canvases. I make all the geometric shapes, circles, triangles, trapezoids, pillowgrams. That wasn't even thought of back then. Like as far as, you know, just being a starting starting artist. You always go to Hobby Lobby or some store you buy. Yeah. Okay. Question: When you say inventory, so you have different types of paintings. So let's say my right. company, I want to come in there, I want to decorate a certain way. Yeah. I can tell you what I'm looking for. And you're yeah. like, okay, I have I have inventory of this, this type color of, or this type okay. of work, or or you know what, Louis, I have one. I I need a painting that's eight feet by, whatever. And I have a lot of that. I have. Gotcha. But even if I don't have that, I can always plug into. He can actually. He can come to my studio. He can actually see. A, a canvas that size whereas if you're so just an artist yeah and the thing is now with technology it makes it even easier so there's no such thing i guess you like you said starving artists there is yes there is young artists that just are not educated or they're just starting now they don't have that they don't have that studio or that place to bring clients to or to actually show something are you using social media to showcase what you're doing oh yeah but not not like i mean I do it in, in small chunks. You know, right. the napkins, I have 70,000 of these cocktail napkins with all these unique designs and patterns, and I slowly just put them out, post, there. Put them out there. So tell me about your cocktail napkins. What's the So who's your who's buying these kinds of things? So the, the designs, well, I've, I've sold some to, to hotels, and, and I mean, I have work in Dubai. I have work all over the place. And some of these cocktail napkins were actually used for carpet design. And that's what I'm kind of, mm. my latest thing is to have my own name, my own company, and my own carpet. You know, my, these are just samples, but these are actually carpets, designs that were made 
from a five by five cocktail napkin, so, which you can get at a bar, you know, or, or lounge. Where would they be using the carpet? And, and I'm guessing it's not just a small square, but it's like you're laying. Yeah, these are just small. Hallways you could do, yeah, you could do hallways, event you could do, rooms. Back, you could do hotels, casinos. I mean, I mean, there's sky's the limit. So, and then private too. What's unique about being an artist mm -hmm. is, I mean, it's all your brainchild. It's your creativity. Yes. But you're also operating in a space where not everyone values that creativity at the same level. So I would imagine you had to go out and find those people who are huge fans of you. I'm glad what you that brought that up like? because there was times where people were reluctant to have art. I've gone into businesses, even my friend that owns an elect uh, electrical company, I've gone into law office where they're like, no, we don't, we don't want art. But then I put up the artwork and I leave it there for a couple of months. And then I take it away. <laughs> oh and my they're gosh! Just like, That's a great and they're sales blown away. That's yeah, a sales tax, and I don't I don't charge them anything. I bring yeah. the artwork, and next thing you know, they're calling me like, Lewis. That's like the we need trial. a couple of these paintings. Yeah. <laughs> Those colors were were giving us this. Heart, you know, it's like love. It's like love on the wall. And you talk about religious. You, there's spiritual aspects of color, and people want to have a peaceful environment, especially for your employees. You know, so those are just key. He, um, so who's your, uh, as far as when it comes to getting exposure for your carpet, Yes. Uh, who are you looking to connect with? Well, uh, unfortunately, before COVID, I had these made, these samples, mm -hmm. and I haven't found the same quality. I'm, st I'm still looking for the same quality that they made these before COVID. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm kind of stuck. And I'm, I'm so hoping I'm going to find Yeah, I need a manufacturer and someone that's going to do this quality and then do it where, like, if you're a customer, you came and you found one of these designs online on my website, mm -hmm. and you picked that design, that the turnaround to make this would be quickly and the quality would be efficient. You Are know? you searching on LinkedIn? I've looked on LinkedIn. The problem is, is I don't want to go too far. Um, Outside of San Antonio or what? Well, no, no, I don't want to go too far out of, like, um, I want to be able to keep it in my budget. Because I found some that are just so expensive just to right. do samples. What? And I just got to find that niche. I don't know. Maybe somebody can help me find this. Well, business coach might be able to help. Listening. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to think because what is your your ideal client's budget range for art? Well, in, in matter of fact, there is um, I've come to learn um, over the years is that sometimes they have their own budget. They just don't know how to hmm. plug it in. Like they have a budget for art. They just don't know. They're not educated to say, okay, we have X amount of dollars. Let's start off with that. And then it builds up. Yeah. And unfortunately, and it really makes a difference for companies to have art in their office or carpet or anything like that. It really, you just got to sell that to them and then it goes from there. So, so. that's an interesting point because you kind of have to sell them on the quality versus mm -hmm. the cost because this is not TJ Maxx art. Exactly. It's not that you're buying it at, at a poster shop mm -hmm. or something you know so well, beyond, beyond quality is also the effect that the design has on you mm -hmm. emotionally mm -hmm. on you know if you're looking to represent yourself at a higher level like even a podcast studio right exactly i mean i would imagine that you could probably do something amazing with the carpet in here to give it a whole different feel yeah. that and maybe even wall art as well to i mean this is okay but i mean i bet you could probably well, take it helps that to your stress level for your employees and for your for your clients to come into your space you're going to do a presentation you would like to have not just bare walls. You would have to have some kind of color, something that just communicates keeps, the love. You know? It flows yeah. easy. Yeah, flows easy. That. So what like is that? Even flow. 
what is that kind of <laughs> sail? <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. So it like, is. Uh, boom. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how these are like totally opposite businesses, but they're not. They're not. They're not. No. It flows. Um, when it comes to like quality, you're saying about quality and price. Outsider looking in, what you're the niche you're looking for, you're going to be a higher end customer. Exactly. You, you don't don't look for about price. It's about quality, and you'll because it's unique. Yep. And you'll get that small clientele that will. And once you land one customer, it's like wildfire. They tell all their friends that have exactly. money, hey, this is one-off carpet, no one else. A lot of people that have money want the fancy car, the fancy wash that no one else has. Well, I have the carpet that no one else has. So don't be looking too much as in you're trying, I think from what I'm hearing, is you're trying to cover everyone's budget. You shouldn't. You have a small niche. You're unique. Take that professionalism. Take that I am an artist, and you're going to pay what it takes to get it done right. Yeah. You know what I mean? No cut quarters in quality. and don't, exactly. don't try to find a company that, hey, I can produce for cheaper. At the end of the day, whoever's going to pay for that carpet will pay top dollar. He's got to find the right clientele. And, Lewis, is, so what is your – my understanding is that's kind of your clientele anyway is people who aren't asking about money uh, – pricing, or do, are they asking about pricing? Well, it just depends. I mean, obviously, if you have this kind of quality where it's 80% wool – 20% nylon. It's going to last. Yeah. I can and, see the and texture difference I'm, I'm just giving you a, a little bit of a, I could easily go get these printed onto, like real easy, and, and make a lot of money, like you yeah. said, and just sell them to even the wealthy people. Sell them to everybody. Sell them to- I kind of like that plan, actually. You could do that, <laughs> but, make, make but it waters money. it down in the sense that- uh, this, It lowers the value Yeah, of like it. this could last you hundreds of years, even because the quality, it's like, and that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and maybe, like he said, maybe I just- have to just bite the bullet and spend the money to get go after that niche. Yeah, well, that niche. My thought is like you've done this for mm -hmm. decades now. So you've found those clients before, I'm sure, who sure, just recognize sure. the quality of your work. And you know, I was just up in Nantucket where it's it's billionaire city and they don't buy stuff unless it's one of a kind. Exactly. But if you were talking to a newer artist and they don't have that experience, what would you advise your younger self to do to put yourself in front well, of the right people exactly and i think you, my younger self would put, probably utilize the social media more absolutely and yeah, find those companies yeah. find those companies that i can just like you said hire get this going and just be more and i think that's what i need to do now because i'm older and i just i need to learn from well it's targeting the right one of the things that is since we're doing shameless plugs one of the things that my <laughs> social media team does is we actually go out when we're talking to our clients say hey Who's your ideal person you're looking for, right? And then we actually build a list out. So part of the social media is connecting with the right people and then staying top of mind. It includes things like uh, email, direct mail, phone calls. I mean, it's a whole complete system. It's not just social media, but it's about finding the person you want to be in front of and then looking at every opportunity to get in front of, whether it's social media or other plat uh, other modes of communication. So, well, And real quick, looking at it a different way, what I found a lot with my creative clients is they produce a super high quality product and they want to sell to those higher income mm -hmm. people, but there's some kind of disconnect when it comes to just asking for the price the product deserves. Do you find that sometimes? Like, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars instead of being like, yeah, it's a couple I thousand do. dollars, buy it or not. Yeah, you got to own it, I man. Do. You got to own your key. price. Yeah, how, do you, how do you navigate that? I just, well, in the beginning, it was hard. I, now that I've, 
like I said, now I can say, okay, this painting is $12,000 and they're just, there's no problem. Yeah. But with this product, it's a little it's different. It's mm. new. It's a product that's like he was saying, you know, you're, you don't, um, like I'm trying to get to figure this out. Like I'm trying to figure out the pricing for this. And it, so let's say I do spend a lot of my money in investing in this. How am I going to get that return? Well, you have How, to, it's marketing. Yeah, it's getting it's in like, front of the right people yeah. and saying, hey, you want the best I don't or know not. that. that. I'm just, I'm, 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 I want to learn that. That'd be interesting. This to is explore, a new thing. Because even a ruggable, those, yeah. I, that's what I got because I got kids. I'm not going to let them pee and poop on that pretty carpet <laughs> there. Um, but it's, Four hundred and fifty to six hundred dollars for oh, an yeah. eight by ten rug for on ruggable. Rug. That's for a super yeah. basic that you it's this thin. Yeah, and yeah. And you pull it up, shove it in the yeah. washer, <laughs> and then yeah. it's impossible to get down. So I mean, you probably shouldn't be investing in a nice rug unless you can spend some dime on it. Oh and yeah. And maybe try that route first. Try the rug route versus a whole room of carpet. Carpet. And mm. that might be more. Uh, and it's, it's a, a it's like it's, it's like a, a painting. Lower, you know, commitment. You can roll up a rug, but and take it with you if you move. But you cannot take up a whole room. Across. That's a really good That's point. True. A throw rug kind of a concept. Yeah, we got to wrap it up okay, there yeah. though. So Lewis, yes. um, great conversation, man. Thank Enjoyed you. the talk. If people want to get in touch with you, how do, they, how do they do that? They can go to my website, LewisVegaTrevino.com, or they can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And so, what's your yeah. Instagram profile handle? I've just Lewis Vega Trevino. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. It's his name, people. I'm going to seek it out right after this. I, I'm too. I'm, I'm going to follow you on Insta. You. All right. Thanks a lot, Lewis. I appreciate it. All right. Next up on the show is George Saldani, the owner of Evenflow Home and Commercial Services. It's a master electrician. And uh, are you a master at the plumbing and everything else? Too, no, just no, no, no. Just electrician part. Well, titan of all the home services all industry. <laughs> Again, that's another 30 years of schooling. Yeah. You know? I would love to be a master of all, but... Um, you know, when I first opened, my goal was I want to become a master of everything. And that's what I, my original goal was. And then as I started developing this company, I was like, wait a minute, I can do more with less. Let me take, let me hire the right people. Let me put them in the right spots. Let me help them change their life, not just as an employee. Let them have true buy-in, true leadership. They have a part, they're a part of this company. And that's why my team has been so successful in such a short period of time is. Well, and that's where you're, you're excelling. You're a master at business building yes in, Where did in you... the industry home industry trade and i did not know that you know i just it kind of manifested yeah. as you went along let me get a couple of accolades out of here so you have over a thousand five-star reviews in under five years so congratulations yes, on um, that that's not huge. an easy task in the home that's services amazing. industry um yeah so one of the highest ranked uh, service companies in san antonio ranked number two according to what uh the that new uh was it the san antonio best of san antonio they did the best uh, restaurants. They did the best of mm -hmm. everything. And when they did HVAC, we got voted. Uh, we got took second place. And I'm not uh, proud of second place. My father always told oh, me second's the first to first lose. Loser, <laughs> but then when everyone always, everyone's like, George, you only your HVAC division has been open for two years. <laughs> so for two years to dominate that industry, which HVAC, as you know, in San Antonio, Texas, when it's 104 degrees outside, there's an AC company on every corner. Absolutely. So the basically jump into that market not knowing anything about HVAC because I'm not an HVAC technician and to build the right team to get that many five-star reviews and get second place that means a lot so next yeah, year I hope to be first in every division in San Antonio 
It's a good goal to have. Wow. And of course, the last thing is you guys are the only service company that specializes in electrical, plumbing, HVAC, generators, backup solutions for both residential and commercial applications. Did I miss anything? Yeah, and oh, now solar. And so now we're solar, going into right. solar because wow. we found that, you know, I, I basically opened up. The, let me start at the beginning. My end goal is to have a service company that solves every need a customer can have from anything from window, you know, window cleaning to electrical to anything in between. Wow. Right now, I wanted to start with the basics, your your main services, your electrical, plumbing, and HVAC. And then as I grew that, like, I found that generators, when the power went out, you know, a couple of years ago, that was huge. Mm-hmm. I'm now the largest Cummins independent dealer because a lot of my competitors sell Generac, which is, it is what it is. I'm not going to go there, but it's not quality. You know, it's a main brand, but they do a really good job marketing, but their equipment itself is not that great. So I've aligned my company. Part of the Firestar reviews is using quality equipment. Cummins is the best on the market for home uh, generators. So I started getting more with generators. Then I found another need that people, a lot of the homes in San Antonio are all electric, but they have don't have natural gas and they can't have propane. So a generator is pretty much pointless. So I was like, okay, well, let me get into battery backup solutions. So I became a the second largest dealer for Briggs & Stratton, which is a household name. Everyone knows Briggs & Stratton. It's well-known, been around for years. They have better warranties on their battery backups than any of the competitors from Tesla, LG, Generac. So, But not many people know that it's there, you know, and it, their price is at half the cost of these other competitors. Mm. So I can do a customer that's spending, you know, $60,000 on a solar panel system for their house now they can spend sixty thousand dollars with me and get solar and battery backup kill two birds with one stone save on utility bills have battery backup when the power goes out a lot more there's a lot more versatility with it and now mm-hmm. i can also and so once i did the so, the battery backup then i was like wait a minute i need a solar division to be able to charge those batteries that way they're not paying cps to charge these batteries and so hence even flow solar coming up probably this month if not september should be going live so we'll be the first company in Texas that offer um, a true home and repair company that does electrical, plumbing, HVAC, generators, battery backup solutions, and solar. So we'll be the first of our kind, and we'll see what happens. What I love about, I mean, we were even talking about it with the time off, is you sound like you take the time to build up the foundation of each of these branches before you go and start a new one. Yes, ma'am. What does that look like? So, okay, so... It's meeting the right people. You find a niche, first thing. Mm-hmm. Next thing you got to do, okay, let's see who, who is installing the solar uh, for solar division. I, fa- I, got, I got introduced from a, a solar sales rep to a guy who basically he's an investor. He has his hand in like six different solar companies here in San Antonio. He basically t- shows you how to get it going and goes from there. What I found, and he teaches you everything. And so as talking to him and learning from him, um, I told him, hey, I don't want – I'm not trying to partner up with anyone. I want to make sure I, I – have a, a foundation, like you said, to mm-hmm. build this division. And he goes, okay, well, let's just start off simple. He goes, you go sell a job, and this is what my cost is. And finding out his cost to solar, to what people are charging for solar, is ridiculous. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Literally, for a There's complete— a big margin. Oh, and, but most of it is, to, um, is because a lot of the sales reps are independent— and there's no cap on what you can charge. They charge whatever they oh, want. Wow. So they're taking these. And there's government programs and stuff, too, that help fund that? Or there's No, well, and... CPS ended their rebates, oh, okay. come to wow. find out. So solar is now, now that CPS people, it, when CPS had offered rebates, then the salesman had to cap it because they couldn't go over the rebate. Wow. Now the rebates are gone. It's wow. it's it's a it's the Wild Wild wow. West. So a system that should cost twenty twenty five thousand dollars installed, these companies are selling them for fifty sixty thousand dollars because wow. they're paying twenty thirty percent commission. 
That's another thing that has grown my business is we're the first service company in San Antonio, larger gauntlet company that we're, that none of our staff is commission paid or commission driven. All our guys are hourly or salary, so they have no incentive to go in there and sell a customer something they don't need. We go in there, find the problem. Hey, ma'am, Mrs. Jones, here's your five options. What would you like to do? You tell me what you want to do, and that's what we're going to do. And we're not going to try to upsell you things you don't need. Now, we are going to make recommendations as a professional, but at the end of the day, we care about your budget. We want your repeat business because we find their marketing, as you know, is so expensive to get good marketing. It's easier to make one customer happy and then use you for five other d- different divisions and keep the business in one home. I can kill, you know, five birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. So, and then word of mouth, that person tells their neighbor, they go on Facebook, they go on Instagram, all those good, we push on reviews, really hard on reviews. Yep. because I can tell what, with over a thousand of them. Yeah, it's <laughs> what grows a business, you know, and people nowadays have gotten smart, especially with inflation being so high, they don't want to spend $30,000 for an AC system. But if they are going to spend 30000 they want to make sure it's done right. They're happy. The communication was good. And they're going to tell their neighbors, hey, I had three estimates. This even flow is the one. They weren't the cheapest and weren't the most expensive, but they had the best value. And that's what I care about is the value from my technicians who care about what they do, from my CSRs who answer the phone every step in between. Because our, our slogan is that we guarantee your service will flow smoothly from start to finish. And we stand by that. We want to make sure that people have been ripped off by contractors so much in you know um, past 10, 15 years, ever since uh, the industry went commission-driven, that now people are aware that, hey, they they especially with HVAC, they already have their guard up. Hey, this guy's here to sell me something. You know how many times we get phone calls that, hey, my system's been shot. I have no AC right now. And we go out there, and they it's a simple capacitor, you know, a, literally a, a $500 repair. And they're like, oh, this company tried to sell me a whole brand new system. I'm like, well, ma'am, your system is old and needs to be replaced, but that's not the issue at hand. And earning that trust has not only skyrocketed sales, but skyrocketed our reviews. So yeah. what motivated you to actually start the, your company in the first place? Why not just go get a job as an HVAC guy? My family. Um so my previous company I worked for, I started right out of high school. I was 18. It's a larger franchise. And I, I was working there, but I was, I realized shortly I was only ever going to be a technician. And I met my better half, uh, Christina Tucker. She's my better half. And uh, fell in love and decided um, I wanted to start a family. And I realized things I wanted for my kids. I want land. I want a bigger house. I want my kids to be able to play outside and not worry about all the bad things the world has to offer. And um, I was like, I can only do that by opening up my own service company. And then it, from there it grew to, I started hiring young. And I'm like, I realized that these technicians, they became like my kids, my family. And I was like, I want better for my family. I want better for my kids. So Evenflow has basically turned into, went from a business to a family. I treat all my employees like my family. And I want the best for them. I want them to be able to have the same uh, ambitions that I have. I want them to go buy a a nice home for their kids, have the nice cars for their kids, great education. Cause you know, education, private education is super expensive. I want to be able to give my technicians the life that they want if they wanted to open up their own business, but doing it working for me. It's so, like opportunity, wow. right? Yep. Knowing that you can have more opportunities. Yep. And it sounds like from growing your team, growing your divisions, everything that you do seems based on relationships yes. and deepening, strengthening those relationships so what goes into building those relationships that have gotten you a thousand five-star reviews, five divisions to your company in five years? So at my old company, um, we had training every morning. Every company has, you know, they call it sales training. Mm-hmm. 
And every morning I found it was literally like, hey, y'all need to do better. Y'all need to sell more. You need to sell, and this is how you sell. It's always about sell, sell, sell. And I get it. Everything in life is sales. You're selling yourself. You're selling people buy from people they like. So I was like, let's take a step backward. Just try something different. Um, I met this uh, young gentleman. I think he's 25, 26. His name's Christopher. And he was a hungry salesman, but he was good with people. I was like, hey, I want you to take all over my my training courses. And I was like, but I don't want trained sales. And he got confused for a second. Like, wait a minute, I'm a salesman. What do you mean? I, don't? I was like, I want you to, to teach and train mindset and self-development. Hmm. So every Tuesday and Thursday, my whole team, we do, I mean, we do morning meditation for like 10 minutes where we just breathing exercises. And I'm trying to make my guys the best inside the workplace and outside the workplace. Because I, I truly believe if you are a good person and you take care of yourself, you'll take care of the people around you. And so we train on mindset. Mindset's powerful. If you have a negative mind, you're going to have negative actions. So I train all my guys, hey, you're going to run into problems. There's going to be bad customers. There's also going to be a lot more good customers. And it's how you pre- – I was like, remember, going into a home, no one's happy that something broke. No one's happy that they have to spend money. But if you can make that bad experience a good experience by communicating with them, talking to them, treat them like a person, not an ATM, that's a huge difference. And my team, like that morning training, I, I mean, it's changed me. You know, we watch motivational videos. We talk about each other's lives. We open form, communicate how we're feeling, how we're doing. Um, because like I said, like a family, you have to communicate with your staff. You have to know how your staff is doing. And I care about my staff. How long you know? do you, are these meetings? You do about an hour and a half. We do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. And as we grow, we're going to have probably more days, but different divisions. Because I don't want to get so big where um, they still don't get that one-on-one. So, you know, maybe it'll get to a point where it'll probably be a division a day. You know, Monday, mm-hmm. one division as we grow. But right now we're doing it all together. But um, my guy, I've seen it really change my guys when we start implementing that mindset and self-development and showing that we are investing into their future. I've seen a whole night and day difference, especially with reviews. I have this one gentleman, young kid, his name is Raymond. He, uh, during COVID, because he was got home, he decided to use the money you get from COVID from the, those, those checks put himself through school. He went and got himself a HVAC license. And if you go on our website and you look up our reviews, you'll see his name, Raymond, 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 Raymond. <laughs> and I'm like, this kid is just killing it. Um, on he does He's part of our maintenance crew. He does a lot of our uh, uh, AC maintenance because we got a contract with CPS. And now we're doing CPS's, all their maintenance for all their customers. And he's getting five-star on almost every house he touches because he's in every – and you read the reviews – great communication, talked to us, explained everything he was doing. I'm like, and that shows me that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing right because mm. I'm, you know, I, I'm going to get emotional because I care about these guys so much. And, and leadership and it's, it's, it's proven it's our growth, you know? And yeah, we have hard times just like every service company, you know, marketing, especially like our plumbing division, um, you know, not doing as well as it should, but a lot of our friends own big companies and we talk to them and they're slow too. You know, it's just it's the market. So you got to keep shifting and and not do the same thing twice. Like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing <laughs> over, over and over, over again, expecting different results. You yeah. know, you got to keep changing. And I believe that um, I can change the way people look at service companies and I can change the way people look at um, service technicians, you know, as true professionals. Be a professional of your, you know, of your trade. You know, don't be a pioneer in your industry. Yep. Well, and I think it's, in- I know, we're about fun, but I, I think it's interesting because you, 
had a dream of a big life for your children. Mm -hmm. So you started this company, but you did not focus on the money, it sounds like. You focused on the relationships with the people. How has that impacted the revenue? Because I know most of the reason those sales trainings are every morning that drive everybody down is because people are stressed We've about We've doubled money. 100% size every year. We went from our first year, being myself in a backup truck, I think I did 700000 And then next year we did one point. 1.7 million and then mm -hmm. we've doubled every year in size since then without the hard pressure sales and all that stuff and and people ask me well you know what about me as an owner i was like you know most owners are supposed to take home 10 percent. i think last year i took home two percent if that my truck my daily driver and the truck that i drive is a 2012 dodge ram paid for with 240,000 miles the house i live in i bought when i was 21 i, I you know i live i don't live outside my means I care about my, you know, I, I, I invest all my money back into my company because there will be a time that I'll invest into me. But right now, I think if I take care of my team, my staff, my organization, it will take care of me in the future. But right now, I want to make sure I get my staff where they need to be because at the end of the day, we're a family. And I'm not selfish. I don't want to be selfish. And, and I, I've seen the greed in the, the industry. I've seen business owners, they get to the $10 million, $15, $20 million range business and they just start you know buying cars buying houses and but their team is still you know driving a beat up toyota corolla to work it's like well why don't they deserve something nice you know take care of your people and your people will take care of you but so many service companies don't do that and i see it firsthand so i'm trying to change the way um because i think when i get to a point where people are jumping ship from the other company to come work for me other companies are gonna be hey we have to change because this guy, this young kid, I'm 34 years old. I'm one of the youngest service companies in San Antonio. He's taking over the market. How's he doing this? Well, he's doing it because he's taking care of his people, not using his people as just numbers. So, well, I think you're you've there's some pioneering going on there yeah. as well, mm -hmm. which is really good. If Maybe. folks want to get in touch with you, George, how do they find your company? Uh, Google will be the best. You know, Google. Uh, our website is Google Evenflow. We'll pop up with the first ones that pop up on. Uh, Google, uh, there's Facebook, Instagram, all social media platforms. Um, we got commercials all over the place on uh, Amazon Prime. We've teamed up with Amazon to do marketing there. So you'll see us on our commercial on Amazon and all those good things. And nice. yeah, so it, it's wow. it, it's been it's been a roller coaster, but it's been it's been a fun one. You know, excellent. Well, thanks a lot, wow. George. It was a great talk. Thank you. Appreciate you coming in. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for us. Um, just a quick reminder for folks out there, you can catch uh, all the social media and podcast versions of our show on our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great week. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much.